0: Well, this morning we talked about poverty and we talked about wealth and we talked about um, how to use that, hopefully how to get that aligned properly in our mind. Dusty asked me after the service or said something after the service. He said, I might have uh, emphasized one verse too much and and I would like to circle back around to that because um, I certainly didn't mean to. And that was the verse that said that giving to the poor is like uh, loaning money to the Lord and that he would repay. I certainly didn't mean that it was loaning money to the repay and that he had some debt obligation to us. The word like, as Dusty pointed out in that verse, is a very important word. It's like that, but it's not that. Uh, the Lord has paid his debts in the giving of his son, and so he certainly does not owe us anything, even if we take care of the poor the way we're supposed to. But, um, having, uh, having said all of that, I wanted to talk this afternoon about, uh, I've entitled the lesson, Business by the Book. And there's actually a book out there that has that title, but that's, uh, that's not where this sermon came from. It came from a different book that I read, and I'll, uh, I'll show that at the, uh, at, the, at the back. But, most of all, most of all it, uh, it came from, uh, you know, the scriptures, and it came from studying Proverbs um to the extent that this uh book helped um we'll uh, we'll give that book credit when we think about business one of the things that um, I think is fundamental and important is that we realize that you know owning a business running a business being a part of a business working all of those things are scriptural and all of those things are um or biblical there are people out there that think you know big business is bad right and that um that you know that's just a bunch of greedy filthy greedy rich people that are you know oppressing the poor and certainly there may be some businesses that are out there that are like that but that's not what I'm uh, that's not what I'm talking about tonight I'm talking about many of the small businesses medium businesses big businesses that are good I'm talking about a business that you know is uh, doing the right kind of things the right way and so we'll talk about some different components of a business. We'll talk about scripturally how, they're, how they're, they are scriptural. Um, and then we'll talk about maybe some things to watch out for in all these various uh, pieces of the business. The scripture that's on the slide deck says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. So the first point I wanted to make... Um, this afternoon and it's a point that Matt made at the table this morning and that is we're talking about really stewardship and not ownership ownership means that it's yours it belongs to you that somehow it is yours and you created it and you have the rights to it and the only one that owns anything is the lord and he owns us he created us he built us he made us he made this earth everything that's in it is his he he is the owner and we have been loaned these things to use. Brother Mark and I have been talking about business a lot over the last few weeks. And that was one of the, I won't say aha moments, but there's a, there's a difference between saying, Hey, I've got a business and I'm going to establish some business principles within my business and we're going to try to do some right things. Even in that sentence, I used the word my, right? There's a difference between that and saying this is the Lord's business. And he is allowing me to have some leadership within it and to be a steward within the business. And there's a there's a different level. There's kind of an aha moment there that says that feels different when I come to that, that, that new level of enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. That says this is not my business. These aren't my employees. This isn't my company. It's the Lord's company. And he's allowing me as a great blessing to be in some leadership role within it influence people and hearts and minds and those types of things for the for the good of his glory right and so that's what we want to kind of talk about so in leviticus chapter 25 it says the land shall not be sold in perpetuity for the land is mine for you are strangers and sojourners with me and so this is the lord talking to the children of israel when they're going to take over the promised land and he said don't sell this land it's not yours to sell it's my land your sojourner's in it with me, so don't sell the land. He goes on to say in Psalms 50, For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. <clears throat> in First Corinthians chapter 4, he says, for who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? So Paul there writing to the Corinthians said, you know, what do you everything you've got, you got from me. So why are you boasting like you didn't receive it from me? Why are you boasting like it's yours? He's saying, you know, everything you've got is from the Lord's. You know, in those earlier verses, are saying that hey, he owns it. It, it, Everything is his. He created the world, and he created us in it, and he allows us to dwell here. So we are not owners. We are simply stewards of the blessings that he gave us. So one of the first things that a business has to be doing is production. The business has to make something, and even that sometimes people are you know people come in and they and they start belittling businesses for trying to produce stuff. They're like, you know, these environmentalists that say, you know, the, leave the earth alone. It's 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 not to be used for big business. <clears throat> but that's not scripturally uh, correct. The Bible says, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and every living thing that moves on the earth. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. We've read that a, a, a many times. The word subdue there is a is a Hebrew word and it properly translated implies that Adam and Eve should take these resources, the earth, and use those resources for their benefit. That it's our job to use the earth to benefit us, to benefit mankind. And it's not something that can't be touched and can't be used. And so the, the takeaway for this, for this section, is to watch out for materialism, right? Because we're producing stuff. Dusty also admitted at the break, he said, I don't love the money, but I do love the stuff the money buys sometimes, or I like the stuff the money buys. And so that can be a problem too, right? Maybe I don't love money, but I love nice things, and money buys the nice things. And so where I was talking about having to rationalize the love of money this morning, sometimes it's maybe not the money, but it's the stuff. He who dies with the most toys wins, I've seen on a bumper sticker. So that probably would not be the right godly attitude either in that case. So watch out for materialism when it comes to production. The second thing that a business is involved with is employees and employment. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 3 that uh, we're to be content with our wages as an employee. And in Luke chapter 10 it says the laborer deserves his wages. So from an employer standpoint... The laborer deserves his wages. So, from an employer standpoint, if we look at that, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 8 says, Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. And so, it's talking about how we take care of our business, and I'm applying it here to how we take care of our employees. If you're making a whole lot of money, but you're oppressing the poor and you're oppressing the workers within your business to make a whole lot of money, that's an injustice. And that would be the wrong thing from an employer standpoint. Leviticus chapter 19 says, You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. So what he's saying there is pay your people what they deserve when they deserve it. Don't hold on to their money. Don't keep the money away from them. Pay them what they need. Don't oppress them. Pay them what they're worth. Pay them good wages. Pay them what they're worth. Deuteronomy chapter 24 says, "...you shall not oppress a hired worker who is poor and needy." So very similar to Leviticus. So from an employee standpoint, so if you don't own the business, you don't run the business. Many of us are employees. Proverbs chapter 18 says, "...whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys." So the devil is the destroyer. So a brother to him that destroys if you're slack and not working hard for your employer. Titus chapter 2 says, Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. So bond servants are just workers, masters being the employer. So bond servants as workers are to to be well-pleasing, not argumentative. We're to be good employees. That's part of our responsibility as Christians. So business also goes through transactions and transactions are just where contracts are written, money's exchanged, things that are moved around. And so how do we, what's the Bible say about these transactions and how they're to be conducted? Well, in Proverbs chapter 11, it says, the people cursed him who hold back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. So you might say, what's that got to do with anything? Well, what's going on here is there's a famine going on and this guy's got grain And what he's doing is he's holding that grain back to the time at which it gets to a really high price so that he can gouge the people that need this grain. He can he can take these poor people's money from them that need grain and need to eat. So that's an improper transaction. He's timing the transaction so that he can make this huge profit. And at the same time, he's oppressing the people. And it says they curse him for that. In Leviticus chapter 25 it says and if you make a sale to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor ye you shall not wrong one another. So it's pretty straightforward. If we're in a transaction, if we're in with a with another contractor or with another person whether that's B2B or whether it's individuals, we're to do that in in the right way and we're not to wrong one another. You shall not do wrong in judgment in measure or length or weight or quality, quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, just ephah eph- and just hen, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So it says there: don't treat each other, don't um, don't um, cheat each other when it comes to the measurements of what it is that you're selling. Efa is a measure of dried material, so flour or grain or whatever. That was an Egyptian measure. Uh, the hen there is a measure of volume, so that's the way they measured liquids when they sold them to one another. And he's saying, whatever it is, however you're selling it, however you're measuring it, make sure you're not cheating one another in that. So from a transaction standpoint. And then, uh, obviously, the, uh, the the golden rule would apply here. When you're making contracts and you're working with people, treat them the same way you would hope to be treated. That goes back to the one up here that says don't wrong one another. <clears throat> so the dirty word of profit, right? A lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people will uh, talk about, well, all, all companies ought to be non-profit. You know, every, they, they ought to just make what they need. No company should be for profit. Well, that's not what's taught in the Bible, nor is it, uh, nor would it work in a capitalistic economy, which we're part of. The parable of the minas, or the parable of the pounds in Luke chapter 19. So if you remember that parable, um, the, the Lord, it says the Lord's going into a far country, um, to receive for himself a kingdom. And before he leaves, he calls these servants, and he, he calls ten of these servants together, and he gets each one of them ten pounds. So each one of them get a pound a piece apiece for ten servants. And he says, do business or engage in business until I come back. And then there's some other stuff in there about they didn't want him to reign over him and all that kind of stuff. But then when he comes back, he comes to the first servant, and the first servant had taken that one pound, and he turned it into ten pounds. That's a 1,000% profit. The second one had turned one into five, 500% profit, and then goes on. One of them had done nothing, right? He put it in a napkin and hid it because his master was a severe man, and he said, Why didn't you at least put it in the bank so that I could have interest when I got back? (laughs) You knew I was a severe man, right? And he casts him out. But the one that had uh, taken his pound and turned it into ten, he gave him ten cities to be over. The one that had taken one and turned it into five, he gave him five cities to be over. So there was a profit that these guys made there with the Lord's money, and they were praised for it and given more responsibility to manage and lead these cities so profit was not, or profit is a good thing. Same, very similar thing in parable of the talents. Their talents are given, different amounts of money are given to each one based on their talent, their several ability, and um, very similar judgments are placed there. In Proverbs chapter 31, it says, "...she perceives that her merchandise is profitable." Her lamp does not go out at night. Later on, in the in that same, that's the parable of the virtuous woman. Later on, in that same parable, it says that she goes into the marketplace and she sells her merchandise. So she recognizes that her stuff that she's making is valuable, that it's and it's got, a, and she's not afraid to make a profit. Her lamp doesn't go out. She works on it hard to make a profit for her household. Proverbs eleven says, "The people curse him who holds back grain." This the same one. The same one that we read a minute ago. <clears throat> but blessing, but blessing is on the head of him who sells it. So selling grain for a profit. So here we need to watch out for, you know, price gouging, monopoly situations like this grain situation here where he was the only one with grain and he was waiting to get it to the price that he made the most money to the detriment of his people. So watch out for price gouging, oppression. Monopoly situations as it remains to profit. Just a quick word on money. Um, again, we talked a lot about that this morning, so I didn't want to spend much time on that tonight. Um, it's, it's not the root of all evil. Loving it is, uh, it's necessary for a large scale economy. And, you know, you could think of any one of a, a, a million different examples, right? And so the, the, the system, the old barter system where you, you were a good, at something and then you took that and you bartered it to different people. That's okay for a, you know, a small tiny community, but that, that won't work in a large multi-scale economy like we've got today. So the money allows for the free flow of marketing and goods, but again, warning, warning, warning. Um, don't get wrapped up in the money. Here's the picture I talked about in this morning's lesson. Equality of possessions or inequality of possessions. There are a lot of people that would uh you know point to the first century church would point to the the, you know, the time when they had all things in common and they would say you know everybody should just have the same amount of money there shouldn't be rich people and poor people <clears throat> but again that was uh, that was kind of dispelled in the very parable that we just talked about, right one guy got ten cities to reign over. Another guy got five cities to reign over based on their abilities and based on their their ability to make money for the Lord. So there is going to be an inequality of possessions. And in fact, it has to be for there to be opportunity for us to do good to those that have less, right? If we all had the same amount of money, there would be no poor people, and we wouldn't have an opportunity to do Christian work with the poor. So this inequality of possessions exists. It's required so that there's a variety of tasks can be done, and it's required so that generosity has a place, and extreme inequality is bad. So yeah, so that's the, that's the, uh, the catch all there is that when it gets out of, out of whack, that's bad. <clears throat> but there's just, there's got to be inequality. So think about somebody whose job it is or whose company it is to maybe sell eggs, right? And so they've got a chicken farm and they're selling eggs to the, so they've got to have, you know, X number of acres, whatever it takes to, Put a barn on it and then you think about somebody else that's raising a thousand head of cattle right well cattle require more land so he's got to have more property to do what he's doing to raise the cattle so every business has got to have different amounts of assets they've got to be staged differently they've got to be bigger and smaller depending on what it is they're trying to sell Think about somebody that's making you know clothes versus somebody that's making a Boeing 747 right the the asset levels of the companies it's got to be bigger because of the product that they're delivering to the marketplace. So there's going to be big companies. There's going to be small companies. There's going to be companies that have a lot of money. There's going to be other companies that don't have a lot of money. So this inequality has to exist. And what we've got to do is just watch out with our company that we don't get to any of the extremes. Watch out for luxury and self-indulgence. There's the picture I was talking about this morning, right? There's something wrong with that picture, right? He's He's sitting there in very shabby, torn-up clothes, and she's walking by with brand-new clothes she just bought. That would probably be the, ex- the uh, exception to that rule. <clears throat> Competition. The Bible talks about that in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It says, When I saw that all toil and all skill and work came from a man's envy of his neighbor. That, the word envy there <clears throat> could, also be, uh, could also be translated Rivalry. So he's saying, he's saying that, hey, when I saw what my neighbor was doing, there was this competition that naturally developed and it caused me to work harder. So this idea of competition is not bad. First Corinthians talks about running the race and if you're going to run it, run it so that you can obtain the prize. Don't let this competition though drive you to um, say unruly things or Do things that you shouldn't do as it uh, it involves your competitor. Don't steal from them. Don't uh, say bad things about them. You know, I think about... You know, every every time you think about Watergate, you can think about all these kinds of things where competition drove somebody to do something that wasn't the Christian thing to do with the, against his competitor. And you can, you can watch all these, you know, TV shows and everything else. It's always somebody trying to take advantage of his competitor or trying to uh, belittle him in the marketplace. And those things are an example of when competition has gotten too high. Watch out for pride, because pride, when you, uh, uh, get too competitive, can sneak in. So borrowing and lending, we spent some time this morning talking about don't co-sign. There are other, there are, there are people out there that think that borrowing and lending are, uh, spoken against, and, and they're probably, they're probably cautioned against, but they're not spoken against. Psalms 112 and 5 says, it is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Psalms 37 and 21 says, The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. And so this idea of borrowing and lending is something that, that goes on in business and is something that um, has to happen for the, the economy to work and is okay. There's, a, there's also a, there's a, in, in Romans, I was talking to Matt about it. Romans thirteen, I think it talks about um, uh, what's it say? Oh, uh, no one anything, right? Something like something to that effect in uh, Romans thirteen. And some people say, "Well, see, there it says you can't you can't borrow money because it says owe no one anything." I think if you look at the context of of that verse, as I understand it, what that's really saying is just pay your debts when they're owed. It's, it's saying don't, don't let a debt linger out there. You know, pay people what you owe. Because it talks previous to that. It talks about, you know, pay your taxes when your taxes are due. It's talking about a timeliness of your debt, not that you can't have any debt. So it's saying just pay, pay what you owe. So borrowing and lending. <clears throat> obviously the, the caution here, don't extend and uh, pay your bills when they're due. So it all comes down to this servant heart and making sure that your heart's right. Psalm 62 and sins 10 says, if riches increase, set, set not your heart on them. And it goes on in Psalm 73 and 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. So if we seek to glorify God in our business, and if we have our hearts right, and if we're treating our employees right, and if we're treating the earth and its resources the way we should be treating it, and we've got a servant's heart, then... Um, we uh, should have a good and successful business. So summarizing, think of our employees as equals and value them, treat them right. Our heart's desire should be on the job. Uh, oh, our, our desire should be that we bring our employees good and not harm. Be thankful for God for the money and the profit that we give, but don't love the money or the profit and love, uh, um, love God and our neighbors instead of the money. So, uh, the book that I t- talked about was Business for the Glory of God. So there's some of the stuff that you, we talked about today was uh, from, from that book. I just wanted to share that with you because as we, you know, as I thought about money and I thought about wealth this morning and, and we went through that, um, that uh, talk this morning, there's several of us that are in business, own our businesses running a business, and leadership in our business is involved in, in, in a lot of different roles. And so I thought it would be good for us to kind of look at some of the different aspects of the business and see um, how those could tie into Proverbs and how those could tie into doing things the right way. So that was my application slash sermon for this afternoon. Does anybody have anything they want to add today on money and wealth and business and any other men have an application or want to talk about it at all? <clears throat> well, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your kind attention. I know, um, you know, Brother Mark and I have been talking about this a lot. Um, he's going through some things in his business and trying to get it structured right and talking about, you know, building the right kind of culture. And he's actually reading, I think, the book that the sermon was titled about called uh, Business by the Book. Um, I haven't read that one yet, but... Um it's one of the things that's important in our business. We talk about culture a lot. We talk about doing the right thing a lot. We talk about, you know, our employees making more than a living a lot because that's what we want. We want them to be good, productive members of society and to, and to make a good living. So hopefully you, you got something out of that, if nothing more than just to think about business for for a few minutes and think about doing the right thing. Think about being the right kind of an employee in that business. If we can help you, if you'd uh, come and make your needs known while we stand and sing the song that was selected.